What's up, Boom Team? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 14. Um, I'm super excited to bring you this episode today because I, I am here with another guest. Um, he goes by many names. Uh, it's Dan the Man, the, the Man, the Myth, the Legend, <laughs> Danny Boy, Pudge, anything that you know him by, you, you, you know him. Um, he's my dad. Dan, I know a lot of you probably already know who he is, um, and I've been very excited to do this. I've wanted to do it for a while now. Um, and I wanted him to be one of my first li- uh, guests, and that's how it worked out. Um, so, Dad, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Yeah. I had a good day at work. Yeah. I'm happy to be here with you, Dakota. How, how is work, though? Like, with the whole strike going on, though? Um, physical labor. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. First time you've done it in a while? In a while. <laughs> yeah. um, what are you doing? I'm an electrician. I'm a highly skilled electrician. What, like, what do you do on the day-to-day? I hook up lights. I move cables. Do you really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where, why did they give you that of all jobs? You you don't have any experience in that, do you? I have experience in everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So something I didn't do with Chris last week, and I was actually kind of disappointed I didn't do, is I, I listened to two podcasts a lot. I listened to the Joe Rogan Experience. Mm-hmm. You you know him. Um, and I, I like Joe, Joe Joe's podcast because when he has his guests, he you know obviously his guests like Kevin Hart and stuff like people know what he does and whatnot, and you know they they yeah, they stick to you know a topic and stuff like that. But um, he also kind of lets them go on about themselves. You know what I mean? Like I just learned that Kevin Hart has like a like a multivitamin that he's coming out with yesterday. You know what I mean? And. I listen to that, and I listen to the Eavesdrop podcast, which is like, um, you, you know what esports is, right? You know yeah. what that stands for? There's a guy who owns an esports organization, or he used to, and he um, does podcasts with like certain esports figures, you know, especially major, like Call of Duty players mostly. That's like my thing. I like I like that stuff. And he starts off each podcast um, with asking a question, which I didn't do with Chris last week. I was kind of disappointed. I forgot about it. Um, but the question is, and it's kind of a difficult one sometimes, is who are you today? Like, if you could summarize yourself today, like, in what you do, what what would you say? Wow. It's It hits you, doesn't it? It's kind of like, wow, what, what, what do I Johnny do? Johnny on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really prepare Dad that much today. I told him a couple things I wanted to talk about, but I like to have more of a spontaneous reaction. Who am I today? Yeah. I'm a dad, a grandfather, a husband, a brother, a son. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. And I'm an American. American? That's what you are? I am. Yeah? I am. I could say that, yeah. I could, I could, I could, I could agree with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, that would growing up, what did you do for sports stuff? Because I want to, I want to like you know learn about you. I especially I want to learn something new about you today. I know I've known you for a long time now. You know you're my dad, but <laughs> almost twenty years. Um, but you know I know you were involved in golf. You did a little bit of basketball, right? You did yeah. baseball. What like what? Give me like the rundown from like when you were peewee to like when you were done with with the sports. Summertime was time for baseball after school, and that's how I got my name Pudge. Why did I was a catcher, mm-hmm. and my one of my favorite players on the Red Sox was Pudge Fisk. Yeah, Alton Pudge Fisk. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah. And he is. His nickname was Pudge, so I got the nickname Pudge. And um, I also like Jim Rice a lot too. Um, what position did he play? Left field. Yeah. 
You know, you know so much more about and baseball right, than I do. Right field. He played outfield for the Red Sox. He just didn't play center field. And uh, then basketball, we always played pee wees during the winter. And then I played that up until I was a freshman in high school. And then, well, you know, <laughs> I was a <clears throat> vertically challenged wide fellow <laughs> a husky man you didn't quite fit the fit, didn't the, fit the bill no <laughs> so i started playing uh golf and uh i like that a lot why just because i could do it and i was good at it yeah yeah um we had five it takes five to make a team mm-hmm. we're starting five and we did really well we had guys that we played with all our lives as long as we'd been playing golf, and then we made it to the state championships, and I made it to the individual state championships. Did you win? No. You didn't win. I, I didn't thought win. you. I've been going around all these years telling people that you were like a golf state champ. We placed it as a team. Oh, but you didn't. You didn't win individually. No. Oh my God! What you have a golden? I was pu- fifth. Yeah, you have a golden putter, don't you? I do. What did you get that from? I got a hole in one on a four ball tournament. What's, home. What is a four-ball tournament? You have four people and you play a team. Yeah. And you play other teams. You play like a full 18? Yep. That must be a long time. Yeah, it takes a while. Does it take like a couple days? Yeah. I was a young fella. I was probably 16 maybe. Yeah. When you get when I got it, because it was a Memorial Day tournament, so there was a lot of guys playing. Yeah. And uh, when a guy gets a hole-in-one, everybody that's at the course, you're supposed to buy him a beer. <laughs> but you couldn't do that? I didn't do that. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> My father said no. I don't know. You have you have some stories. Are you, are you a tall tale teller? I do. No. No. No, we're, the truth only. Gonna, this is the first time out here. This is, you know, we gotta, we gotta, bat, we gotta pump the brakes for a minute. We gotta hold <laughs> um, that That's pretty interesting. So... Like, nowadays, obviously, with all these crazy contracts and stuff going on, and I kind of want to, like, flip-flop from, you know, you to current situations, you know what I mean? What did you uh, What did you think of the Cam Newton deal? Um, Just to jump right into football and stuff like that. What did I think about it? Yeah. I think the Patriots needed somebody. He was there. I don't think Cam wanted a short deal like he got, but he's going to take it just to prove everybody wrong, and he's going to look for a big score next year. Yeah. He's going to have a heck of a year this year. Did you Do you think he maybe got a little overpaid? He was uh, $7.5 million for, on nope. one year, no? Nope, I don't. I'll see it because I don't think he's going to hold up. I think because he has – I didn't count how many injuries. It was like – I think it was either in the mid to high teens – and all of his injuries were uh, knee, foot, shoulder, back, chest, like ankle, like everything that you don't want. Like obviously you don't want anybody to be injured, but um, like every single part of like a quarterback that you really don't want hurt, he like got hurt. You know what I mean? And the the uh, website that I got it from, which was sportsinjuryprojector.com, they put up like 45% chance that he was going to get hurt again. You know? I look at it like this. Brady stood behind that coaching staff and that line for 19 out of 20 years. That is true. Not hurt. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be, like, do you think Bill's going to try and, like, re-engineer him? I think Cam's ready to be re-engineered. He doesn't want to run the ball like he was. Yeah. That's what's taking the toll on him. That, that is true. I, um, I don't know, because I, I think, like, 
like you said, that he should get re-engineered or that he might want to get re-engineered, but like he, it's not going to be Superman anymore. You know what I mean? No. It's not going to be running up and down the field. But how does that, like, somebody like Pat Mahomes, who just got there, you know, I think I, I just saw it. It was like $503 million in total. Is Inclu- that what it all comes out to? Yeah. With, like, 477 like, guaranteed or something like that. You know? That, I don't know enough about that contract where it just came out today. I don't know, you know, what are there for outs for mm-hmm. the team. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot of years to put into a guy that's already been injured. Yeah. Well, what, it was like a hip injury, wasn't it? Yeah. He yeah. Knee. He was still, he was like sprinting all over the playoffs, so. Yep. I don't, I mean. He's a young guy that's already been nicked. That is, that is true. But, you know, Pat Pat being Pat, though, like, he's already, I, I he's really weird because he's like a run first, but not a run first. You know? He... Like, it's so odd because he, he had those crazy runs against the Titans and the Texans just to, like, either get a first down or a touchdown. Yeah. You remember the one where he, like, yeah. shut off, like, four tackles? But he's got the ability to just flick it down the field, like, effortless, you know? It's like it's like Rodgers, you know? It's just, like, no 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 problem. So if, if he does, you know, if they're smart, he might, like, obviously his feet helps because they can't always get everybody open for somehow. I don't know. I don't understand. But... Um, if he can't always, if he can't always find somebody, I mean, they would probably want to almost start getting him to go pass first, and maybe not even run at all, like now. Then going back to Cam, I'm wondering who he's going to throw to. Yeah. Because either that or he's going to run for his life. Yeah. The NFL, if you get, if you can get between four and seven seconds, mm-hmm. you're doing pretty good. Not even the NFL, just football in general. You know, if you're lucky to get like three. If you get that amount of time, you might be able to have average receivers, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's sustainable. No, I, don't, I think Cam himself, though, with like all the injuries that he's had, especially like the chest, shoulder situation, that's all throwing, all of it. So, and you know, I mean, Muhammad Sanu wasn't that impressive last year. The rookie receivers were not good, except for Nikhil Harry, and he barely even played. You know. Here's a question for you. What does Cam Newton win? A fashion show. A fashion show? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's either him or Russell Westbrook. True. Yeah. Russell Westbrook has shown up wearing, like, those, like, orange, like, tra- uh, traffic worker vests before. And yeah. he's made it look good. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's Cam. You think it's Cam? Do you I think do. Cam wins? He, he loves those, like, fedora, like, hats. Those really big hats, you know? Yeah, I don't like it when he wears, like, the granny cover. Yeah, that's oh, weird. That's just like weird. That. He he is definitely an icon now. That's like that's grown so much in sports too. People like wearing just crazy shit. They wear like stuff that's just completely torn apart. You know what I mean? Like just shirts with holes in them and but shit. There's also one guy that hasn't caught on to that. Who's that? Bill Belichick. Bill don't give a shit. I mean, he's got the ripped shirts, so he's got the ripped sweatshirts. He is the honey badger. Yeah, <laughs> Bill he doesn't give, give a shit. <laughs> Bill don't give a shit. <laughs> um, so what is your like? Let me let me see, let me ask this. So w- me growing up, I get asked a lot, "Why are you a Cowboys fan?" And oftentimes I say it's because of my dad, you mm-hmm. know. And I've asked you why you're a Cowboys fan because before I've kind of sat there and you know the 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 great history of the Cowboys these past couple of years and how well we've done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've kind of sat there and be like, "Why the fuck are we Cowboys <laughs> fans?" Um, but you you often say it's because your dad because he yeah. he's a Giants fan. Yeah. What did you not like about the Giants at the time? That was when Phil Sims was playing, right? Yeah. 
Phil Sims, McConkey, Mark Bavaro, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. yeah. You, you didn't like Lawrence? I, I didn't say I didn't. I didn't no, I didn't because he, he was on the opposite side. <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos of him mic'd up? Oh, yeah. LT, oh my god, he's crazy. He's like a I'm, crazy dog. Yeah. <laughs> I I've seen some some videos of like of him and you know, I've heard shit talk in, in football before. I've heard it in sports. You know, and it's nothing compared. You know, he was like screaming off the sidelines to somebody he's better not like I think he said like, you know, some number what a so and so, like, you better hope I don't get in there, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> it, was, it was yeah, he he was that. It was all for show. Yeah. Because I watched that game when he broke Joe Theismann's leg. Yeah. And he was immediately concerned. Yeah, of, of course. Very concerned. You know, he knew he just took another pro athlete and ruined him. Yeah. Not on purpose. It was an accident, but he knew that was it. Yeah. You know, all that... these guys will talk trash to each other, but as professional athletes, most of them will respect each other. Yeah, of course. Some of them don't, though. Mm-hmm. I um I I know especially like you know I like like I don't I wasn't a big shit talker when I played you know but you like to chirp have fun and whatnot but like Son, when no no nothing against you you weren't big at all I wasn't big at all no <laughs> no but when I was on the field I was six eight you know you what were? I mean <laughs> you were? no but um it's like being in that environment though like you can have fun with each other even if you yeah. really do hate people but like when somebody gets hurt that shit's like you know you never want to see that no. you know like, unless you're like a psychopath what was that guy. Um, he was a linebacker for the Broncos. He was like a real psychopath. He was in um, the longest yard. He was one of the cops. Do you remember him? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I, I just for some reason I can't. I can't remember what his name is either. God, I, it's gonna bother. I'm gonna know it like after the after this. But you know, there there's stories that come out of him talking about like how he would like snap people's hands in piles, not even knowing who they were. You know, he just grabbed random ass fingers. He's, uh, he's looking it up currently. But th this guy was fucking crazy. He had, like, s multiple court cases against him. He'd, like, bite people's ankles. He was a weirdo. Hang on just a second. I'm going to figure it out here. You find the name? Me. Yeah. I will. You, you, some of you are probably out there and you know who I'm talking about. What did you say his name was? Bill Romanowski? Yeah, Bill Romanowski. Who in, he's number two on the num like most yeah. dirty player ever? Top, top five from CBS Denver. The dirtiest players is one, Deshaun Goldson. He's from Tampa Bay. Lyle Alzado at number four from the Raiders. Imagine that. Do you, do you like, recognize any of these names? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Conrad Dobler. Um, then number two is Romanowski, who played with uh, Denver. Yeah. And then I think he had a small stint with uh, the Niners. No, I think it was the Raiders, I believe. Oh. Uh. And the number one dirtiest player in the game, Indonikin Sue. What a guy. <laughs> and as much as I love him for his malicious intent, because I'm a defensive guy and yeah. I don't like that stuff, that's, I love guys that want to walk the edge. Yeah. You know, I'll take it. That's uh, that's funny that you say that, because I actually wanted to kind of talk about your uh, your your tenure as being like involved with football, because you didn't grow up playing it. Nope, didn't no. have it where I grew up. But you, you coached it for how many years? Uh, 15. You coached 15. What got you to coach after not really, you know, growing up with it? I went down to, uh, Dylan got involved, uh, my, my older son um, got involved with football down in Lincoln County. Yeah. And I went down to practice, and there was all kinds of kids there. Yeah. And 
he was it was his I think he was fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. He was in fourth grade. Yeah. Team, and there was one coach and just all kinds of kids there. And me and my friend were standing there, Mark Walsh, and we're like, "This guy needs help." Yeah. So we went out and gave him some help. And I mean, I know the game. I know the game as far as like uh, I I learned it with uh, John Madden teaching me on. On TV. On TV. Basically. Yeah, because didn't he have like a like a series of like coaching on? Yeah. On the TV. Yeah, yeah. He would he would show you. Wham! You gotta go up in the middle here, and you gotta lay that block there. Wham! <laughs> you know, it was great. It was so great entertainment. So you're kind of like self-taught in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's and amazing. Then I just started doing it, and followed through with that year, and I I liked it, and I just kept going back, and I I really found my um, home at the high school level because I felt like I could kind of be myself. Yeah, a little bit the more. Kids, and the kids could be themselves to me. Yeah. Um, cussing and swearing wasn't an issue. It just was, you know, part of the deal. Yeah. Um, I always told my players, listen to my message, not my tone sometimes. Yeah. You know, because that happens in life. Yeah. And, Yeah, you you'll know. sit there and just F this, F that. Anybody, not just you, but, like, they'll, but you understand, like, they're angry at the time, but they're not really, like, that's not what they mean in a way, you know? That's right. And then... You know, I was gonna, I was gonna take and help out with the um, Adamic High School program, but then my job changed. I changed jobs. Yeah. And that wasn't able to happen. I was kind of bummed out about that. You, you really screwed yourself on that one. Didn't I you? did. I did screw myself on that one. Actually, be able to uh, do some MPA type football would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, that was my thought process when I went there. It was just different, you know, because we played club forever. But did you? Which was fun. Yeah, was cool. a club lot was great. Of fun, man. Yeah, it's just there wasn't as much opportunity, which is too bad. Um, what did, did you like? What would you like rate your overall experience doing that? You know, did you feel like you? Was it just kind of like a little portion of your life, or do you really felt like it was something that you appreciated, like having the chance to do, like with the people that you met through? No, no, I loved doing it. I did. I liked doing it a lot. Um, I took. I liked, I was a defensive coach, and that's really what I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't want to coach offense. Um, didn't really Just like wasn't, that. Just wasn't your niche? No. Uh, I like the defensive side of the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I like to find the kids that walk that line between a hard hit and a personal foul. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I wanted. And I had pretty good luck in finding those kids. It was actually fun to uh, bring it out of them, some of them. Yeah, you had to kind of really push them. them. Yeah. That's the idea. And I do, I I don't regret doing it at all. Um, I still have guys that call me coach when they see me. Yeah. You know, these are 25, 27, 28-year-old guys. Yeah. And uh, I have one player that pretty regularly um, gets a hold of me uh, every year on Father's Day. Yeah. And thanks me for helping him. Because I always understood, that even though I was coaching football, we were also trying to make good men, mm-hmm. good citizens. Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people miss nowadays is, you know, sports, especially things like football, get washed out pretty regularly. Yep. And you lose a lot of moral, like, and just things that you could really pick up on and carry throughout. You know yep. what I mean? The, the ability to, to be a leader even if you're not a person that does that kind of thing, you'll learn it or you'll at least get a little bit of the, the, the taste, you know? 
I can tell you the one reason why I liked coaching football and why I think football is the ultimate sport for high school is because you can take anybody and find a spot for them. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if they're athletic or not, short, tall, fat, skinny, mm-hmm. husky, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, there's you people know, sensitive out there. You yeah. can you can find a spot for anybody. Yeah. And you can't really do that in a lot of other sports. It's no. just if you're not athletic, probably not going to play. Yeah. Even if you make the team, you know. Mm-hmm. But football, you can find a home for anybody. Yeah. It was sad for me to see it go away, obviously. You know, this year is going to be the first year without the... Yeah, it's going to be so the, weird. The the club team, and, you know, it was, it was a good run, but I guess all th- good things come to an end, and yeah. we'll just have to go up to Dominic and watch football. It's really, it's too bad, too, because, like, even, even when, I, like, if I didn't play there, or, like, if it was somehow every year we found ourselves there, you know? If we were not affiliated at all, you know, you weren't coaching, I wasn't playing there, you know, we still went to a game. Yeah. Or several. Yeah, exactly. Or, and we'd sit there on the sidelines and holler. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, or like I have, I, I gained a lot of respect for uh, people like you and the other coaches because la- last year I did it. I had the exact role that you did. I was a defensive coach. That shit is hard. Yeah. Not only with just coming up with new schemes, but like really trying not micromanage, but really trying to get them to listen. To do what you want them to do, show up on time. It's, like it's different because you're not out there doing it. Yeah, and you just hope that you've gotten the message through and they perform. Yeah, and you know? I and I think from the area that we come at, you know, it's not the where we were the the school. It doesn't recognize it as a sport, you know, and that's that's the school's choice. Um, but I feel like it's really too bad because some of the kids that you know I met in that I didn't really get to. I got to know them. But I didn't get to personally have the connection the way that you did. I really, really admire that because you had you were able to like the one player that you said. You know, even if it just takes that one, you know. But you have you had this ability to build a relationship with a player in a different way. Yeah. You could sit there and grab them at the neck and toss them, and they'd still not even bat an eye because they knew you were right. You know, the ability to do that is so extraordinary. And I and it's just like it's very difficult. I was able to to somehow find myself doing it. You know the players that I that I coached, even though I was some of them I was only a year older than. But you know the way I did it, the way I handled things, it was all derived from you. You being my dad is a little bit different, but you coaching me as well. Yeah. It was just something was like implemented right there. You know what I mean? And it was like almost like an instinct to to build a relationship with these kids to. You can sit there and scream at a kid in one practice, and then the next day you can just pull them aside and, you know, make sure that they understand the message. I had to do that in my first week. You know, there was a kid who was having a hard time with making a tackle, and he had been playing forever. Not forever, probably his four years. And, you know, I sat there and I screamed at him because he was bitching about somebody else, and then the next day I grabbed him and I just said, hey, you know, I want you to understand why I do this, you know. And I got that exact thing from you, you know. Being being a, a, a coach's son is difficult because, you know, even start, like, being in my position when you first, like, coached me, because, like, first year that you were my coach, um, I, w- I didn't play that much, especially on the defensive side, right. um, which I really appreciate because there's not a lot of people – um, who will take their own kid and not put them on the field. You know what I mean? 
and uh, I really appreciate it because at the time I wanted to play, but I was like, you know, I understand that you didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It wasn't about me. Nope. Um, and I really, I, I love that. I really do. And um, just to get back to what I was saying, I, what the fuck, I went off on a tangent, but it, it's just, it's so, it's so good to have no boundaries. You know what I mean? Like to not, you know, oh, that person, you know, I have a special connection with this person. I'm going to play them. I did that same thing with my, with my players is, you know, if you could play, you were going to play. If you were good at it, you were going to play. If we were up, I was going to put you in. But, you know, the people, there was no specialty. You know what I mean? That's one th- the other thing I found in high school is everybody was pretty clear that we were playing for the win. Yeah. You know, and that didn't mean that your kid wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. But that meant if they didn't perform throughout the week, yeah, they probably weren't going to play that much. Mm-hmm. And now let me describe perform. If they didn't show up to practice, if they didn't try, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't listen, these types of things. Yeah. No kid ever got punished for no, lack of playing time, I guess I should say, because they showed up at practice all the time and tried. Yeah. We made sure and tried our darndest to get them in there. No matter how bad they could have been. Nope. Yeah. We always wanted them to hit the field because, one, it's important, even if they're young, it's important for them to get that game experience. Yeah. You know, but you also had to remember you didn't want to put them in dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. To where they could, like, really hurt themselves, you know? Or get hurt. Yeah. Or hurt somebody. Hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> no, um, and it, it's, it's I, I can't really, it, it's something that I find difficult to really describe, the, the lesson that I picked up on, just from not even just watching you, but the other coaches as well there. It was so so undervalued i feel the the whole programming well, the paycheck wasn't great yeah but you know that's not <laughs> what you're <laughs> uh, that's just like that's that's the incentive you know that's your contract incentive yeah. um no it's it the the ability to connect with people and to um you know things like hold a player accountable for showing up to practice it's something that they're going to carry when they get a job you know yeah. if you don't show up every single day you're not going to get that raise you're that, not going to that goes into the you're trying to raise good citizens. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Because I liked when girls played too. Yeah. Girls are tough. Dude, I I had a I had a female player on my team. She was a bad bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? She she would fuck people up. I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, she's the best tackler on the team. Form tackler. It was yeah. it was insane." And the the sad stigma is that, you know, like football and girls just don't mix. But, you know, some it yeah. some do. You know, that's the stigma. That's yeah. the stigma. I don't believe that personally, but that's just the the sad stereotype. Um, so we're going to try and we're going to kind of stay on football, but we're going to go to, to back to the Cowboys. Um, so there have been some, uh, rumors recently, strong rumors, um, with Jamal Adams. Um, he reportedly, he likes the idea. Yeah. Get him. Get him. him. Uh, he likes the idea of joining the Cowboys. Um, Adams has liked tweets saying that the Cowboys should pay him like the amount of money that they need to pay him to get him. Um, and with a, with eleven point five million remaining cap space, um, the Cowboys could reach a deal. You know that's quite a bit of money. It, that's only for like that year. You know they could they could pay him a one year and then figure it out the rest of the way. Um, and he's basically said uh, said that he's like fed up with losing with the Jets, which you know anybody any player of his caliber, you know what I mean? Who isn't sick of losing with the Jets? I know. <laughs> Um, he says it's not the owner's fault or anything like that. It might be Gase. I think Adam Gase, I don't think, likes him. Weird eyes? 
That guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that guy is a weirdo. That first um, interview where he's like looking around, like all bug eyed and yeah. shit. I was like, dude, this guy's a weirdo. He just he just gets bites. Yeah, and you look at like any of his highlight reels or um, like even if his stats. Like last year, he played fourteen games. He had uh, six and a half sacks. He had sixty one solo tackles and two forced fumbles for a single player, especially in a safety position. You're getting six and a half sacks. That's pretty impressive. You know, speed. Yeah, he's like a linebacker. You know, he's pretty big. Um, and I, like I, I've said it multiple times, a player like Adams. You know, with any player, when you're talking about the Cowboys' pass defense, with how young it is, you know, any player could help, especially somebody like Adams. And to fill in a spot like Byron Jones, which Byron Jones didn't have statistically the best, you know, tenure on the Cowboys, but the athleticism you know, that Adams could substitute, it, it's perfect, you know, because you do need it. You Sometimes raw athleticism will keep up with, like, the Julio Jones. Be one of the best secondaries in football if they picked him up. I think so, because they do. They have really good young talent. That Who's could be there? a little biased, because we're both wearing Cowboys, you know, merchandise at the moment. <laughs> but, um... Not biased. No, you don't think so? No. But... Um, also, if you really look at the rap sheet for the Cowboys on defense this year, like I've been really frustrated with the boys just because of all the whole free agent situation with Dak, you know, and we'll all talk about that too. Um, if you really look at it, if, you, if they get Jamal Adams, they have Don Terry Poe, uh, Haha Clinton Dix, Haha, and, uh, <laughs> and, and Gerald McCoy. You know, the D-line's already stacked as it was. You know, you fill in the two big spots with two players who are pretty skilled, you know, you get Clinton Dix back there, who, once again, the young pass defense, if you can show them the ropes, they're going to be really good. Um, and then Adams would also be joining a defense that already does real damage with Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch, you know, leading the charge. I haven't heard a whole lot about him. How's he doing? Who, Van Der Esch? Yeah. I think no news is good news, you know? Uh, for for those of you listening um, that don't know, Leighton Van Der Esch, um, one of the you know, uh, primary young uh, linebackers, and not just the Cowboys, but the entire NFL um, suffered a neck injury last year, which as a linebacker um, is very scary because you, you are mostly hitting, the, making the first hit. So, And just in football, making a hit with your neck is, you know, or making a hit, it's a lot of neck. You know, uh, football players over time naturally have strong necks and wide necks because of how often they just beat the hell out of them. Um, so hopefully he does well, just like, not even just cause I'm a Cowboys fan, but just for his health. But with, with all of that said, dad, what do you think for the Cowboys defense? If they were able to get somebody like Adams, if they got Adams and Alden Smith can be anything. Oh, isn't like he, he was. he's, he's the, he's the, the Raiders, like old Raiders, D lineman, right? And, yeah. And the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. He's a linebacker. Yeah. But he plays outside linebacker. Um, Basically, if, at the end. Yeah. If he can be anything like he was, and I, he doesn't have to be what he was, anything like he was. Yeah. That's going to be filthy. Yeah. Um, it's you know, I I know people probably hate hearing me talk about the Cowboys because I do it a lot. Um, but they are my team, and and you know, unfortunately for some people, not a lot of people care about like the Dolphins. You know. Um. You know. Hopefully, Byron uh, Byron Jones has a great career there, but. Um, go, going right back over because there's so much news with the Cowboys lately. Um, with Dak Prescott uh, signing to the Cowboys, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of. Uh, the Cowboys have until July 15th to reach a deal with Dak. Um, if they don't, they'll sign him to a free agency tag, more than likely for 31.4 million. Franchise. 
what did I say? Free agency. Oh, franchise tag. My bad. Um, and then he could go into unrestricted free agency the next year. Um, what do you think of that? I think Dak wants big money. Yeah. And I don't think Dak has proven himself for the big money yet. Yeah. He just doesn't. I like Dak. I he's do too. A type, he's the type of guy you want to lead your franchise, to represent your franchise. You know, he, he says and does the right things. He puts it be, out there on the field, too. He seems to be, you know, that guy you wouldn't mind being the face of your franchise. But to get that kind of money like what Mahomes just signed for, yeah, which is ridiculous. I got to see more. Yeah. I don't know if he's looking for that. I don't think he's Turn down $40 million. Yeah, but for how long? You know, the, the, the only reason that Mahomes looks so huge is because it's 10 years. You know, whatever money, whatever per year, you're, you're multiplying it by 10. But either way, it's 40. It's still, yeah, it's a lot of money. And that's what Dak wants, and Dak's got to do more. Mahomes just got done winning a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I know. I think Mahomes winning a Super Bowl, though, really propels him. Um, but for some reason, Dak's like a paper champ. You know what I mean? He really has good stats. He really does, and he has a, he has like what two playoff wins, I think it is. Two? Yep. But in like how many years? Four now. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Zeke's got like two rushing titles in four years and whatnot, but Dak doesn't have any passing or touchdown titles, anything like that. Correct. <laughs> Do you still think that they should keep him? I said I think he needs to show more. I really I really like him. I, I was ready to cut bait with him. Yeah, dude, we were both this there. year. We both were. We we I hated him. I remember at one point I walked out of my room and I was like, "Fuck that guy." Nope. <laughs> that guy, nope, not the nope. He's not worth that money right now. Not right now, and I really think he could, he could be, but right now it's just not. For some reason, it's just not happening, and I don't know what it is. I don't know where he needs to get it from. I don't know if he he needs to run the ball more because. You know, there, there are just some offenses that complement each other so well. You know, like when Zeke was gone for those, like, six games or eight games, something like that, you know, we got a couple wins, but it was still, like, difficult without he him. He has more weapons. He has a shit ton, yeah. Than probably 90% of the NFL, maybe even higher than that. Yeah, there's no reason that they so shouldn't have made it. So it's not lack of weapons. Mm-hmm. You just got to get the job done. Yeah. The line's pretty good. It's not what it was. It's crumbling, but... It's, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. The defense was not great last year. Yeah. That's for sure. It wasn't terrible, but they gave a few points. But you talk about Dak's stats, and... Yeah. There was a lot of second-half stat padding going on there. They were already blown out of games. Yeah. You know? Not saying the guy's not good. I do. I own a Dak Prescott jersey. You know, I like him. I do think he can be a good quarterback in the league. But when you're talking about the money that Mahomes just took, that's elite money. That's a really there's a big difference. Yeah. You know, um, let me ask you this: What would Cam Newton do with that offense? Oh my God! Thank you. What would Pat Mahomes do with that offense? But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So you got to you got to look at it in them terms. Is like. You know, uh, Cam's going to be a free agent again next year. Mm-hmm. So if he has a great year this year and he doesn't have as many weapons, the line's okay. You know, do you look at a guy like him? I don't know. Yeah. You know, that is one reason why we got you know, fiery orange, red hair. Oh, the Andy redhead. Yeah. yeah. 
That that would be that would, that would be something if he just like say Dak gets injured or they just don't like he just finds himself not on the field and Andy Dalton's on there. You mean pull a pull a Dak what he did to Tony? Yeah, yeah. He gets hurt and then Andy Dalton has like the biggest resurrection you know in the past like century and wins the Super Bowl. That would be fucking crazy. I'd be sorry, but Dak would be sailing out of town. Oh my god! Oh my god! Even if, even if he didn't win it like the next year, the fact that it happened, yeah. you know. Yep. What do you um? What do you think of the? I think it's the NF, NFC South, um, the Saints division. What, what do you think of that? That's a stacked division now. I think it's the Saints division to lose. You think so? Yeah, I don't think Atlanta's any good. Yeah. You know, Carolina. What's Carolina gonna be? Who knows, right? Ted, Teddy B has this effect on teams, man. Who, who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's gonna be good. Maybe he's not. I know me, you, and your son, your brother. Had a lot of discussions about Teddy Bridgewater, and I wanted Teddy Bridgewater to be on the Cowboys. Yeah, I wasn't really and, on that. And, and to sail Dak out of uh, town, you know, if he wanted, if he was going to stick to having that kind of money, I'd have taken Teddy B on a short-term deal. Yeah. And that's just what he got. He got a short-term deal that's worth some money. Yeah. But it's not like Carolina sold their future for it. That is true. Yeah. You know, if it works out well, I, re- I really well, liked Kyle Allen. I hope he doesn't do as well in Washington. I don't want them to, to do any better than they are now just because he's in the division, you know? Let's put it this way. You never know what Carolina's going to give you right now because who would have thought that Bridgewater would have done that in that same division with the Saints last year? Yeah, he, he's had a, like an crazy like resurrection as well. You know, we just want to stay on the topic of that. You know, going five and zero in the Saints, it's like, oh well, he played this team, played that team. He went up against the Cowboys defense early in the season, which was really good. Yep. You know, the the teams that he went up against, I can't name them off my head right now, but they they we were beat them all. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't like a like a like a we beat did he beat like the Rams. A, uh, yeah, he did. He yep. was he was undefeated when yep. he played, um, and he was good in Minnesota, which you know for I never thought he'd play again after he got knocked out in the field. Not at this level. No, but he's still doing it you know he can show that he's still a good quarterback he's not mobile like he was he probably has a little bit of a fear while running let's talk about the elephant in the room what what does brady bring to tampa yeah i'm uh i'm i'm excited i actually because living where we live i hate the patriots winning because you know i love all everybody that i meet here but i hate the pats fans i hate them they're they're so spoiled you know what i mean um but you know i feel like we'd probably be the same way if the cowboys had been winning for 20 years straight you know i'm sure you loved the 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 late or the early to mid 90s you know i'm sure i'm sure you loved it um so you can't really blame them but tampa um it's gonna be it's either gonna be really good or colossally bad well i just don't know if i know they got these great weapons in Mm -hmm. godwin and uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike and, Gronkowski. Know, but I just don't know if he can get the ball downfield deep enough to him. Probably not anymore. I but, don't know. Yeah. So that does that hamstring them as weapons? Yeah. I don't that's know. What, that's what Godwin and Evans are. They're deep threats. Like, and if you can't get them the ball, you've kind of you've almost taken them out of the game yourself. Yeah. But who knows? They got a hell of an offensive line. You know, they're, they're built for somebody like Tom Brady. They're built to win right now. Yeah. They're not built to win a couple of years from now. They're built to win right now. Yeah. I do. I feel bad for Jameis. I do. I, I liked him. I did. Like, even as bad as he did, I just like Jameis. 
He's on. He signed with the Saints, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you better watch out, Drew Brees. You better watch out for Jameis. <laughs> I got. I, I wouldn't worry too too much. Um. So say the Cowboys don't get Jamal Adams, even though out of I can't remember it was like the top seven teams with like the Niners, the Chiefs, the Ravens. Cowboys don't get Adams. Do they try and talk Clowney down, Jadamian Clowney? Right now, Jadamian Clowney, I think it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, his his starting uh, price for teams was $20 million, which is absolutely insane. Um, you know, being as good as he was on the Texans, not really lighting up the world in Seattle. Seattle has a good defense anyway, but he wasn't as nearly as, like, starstruck. Or not, not starstruck, but, like, as powerful, I felt, in Seattle. Um, and he reduced the price to $18 million. That's still a ton of money. You have to wonder, how good is he really? Yeah. Yeah, he was good in Houston. J.J. Watt on the other side. Yeah, you had Merciless in that back so, there, I mean, too. You had guys, you know, they had to pay attention to the guys. He goes to Seattle. He's the guy. He's not. Not the, that no. big a deal, right? Would he fit perfectly in Dallas, though, with Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy? You know, you send J- you send Jalen Smith down the middle. Not for that kind of money. I'm not. A, yeah. No. I'm if, all set. If he gets desperate enough, I'd. If take he it. wants to take a one year flyer deal. Yeah. If it takes a one year, it becomes the best defense in football. One year. That's, that's one, something that I. One year, twelve mil, something like that. I can't. I can't. I can't take it. Being a boys fan right now is so bad. Number one offense in the NFL last yep. year. Don't don't even make the playoffs. No. Nope. Like top ten I'm pretty sure it was top ten defense at one point. Didn't make the playoffs. No. Nope. Every every loss that they had last year, we could just name this the Cowboys podcast, honestly. But um, every loss they had last year, I think for the first like twelve games their losses added up to twelve or to twenty eight points. Like if you took the deficit that they lost by and you added it all together, it was like twenty eight points in twelve games. Yep. Um, but I, I think that's enough Cowboys. I think the NFL is going to be really fun this year. I think it is. Um, it's the it's going to be different. Um, I think I'm hoping it doesn't get too political. You know, I feel like football. I'm afraid it's going to. Yeah, I think and that, honestly that might drive me away a little bit. Yeah, I mean it did, Papa. I take and I go. That is my place of I don't care what else is going on in the world for a little while. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you I are don't, or where you're from. I don't want people infringing that into my time, and that that will bother me. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I can say that I have totally enjoyed about the UFC. Is that it's just it's not an issue. Nope, it's not an issue. No, nope. it's not even discussed. No, nope. they, and they don't like as much as fighters take shots at each other. They don't take like deep shots. They're not. There's no race shots. I don't think Dana would fuck with it. There were there are guys that truly do not like each other. Yeah, but, but they're, they're, even, they know the line. Even Maraga Menoff's father died dying. Even Connor sent his condolences. Of course, you know nobody. You it's know, not that. I deep. mean, it and and with Con, guys like Connor and a lot of these guys, it's show. They're trying to sell tickets. Of course, that's their job. They mm-hmm. want to sell the big ticket. They want to be the big ticket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So everybody's trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And they want their piece of the pie. But it's never an issue about, you know, politics and all this other crap that's going on. It just, it's not. Yeah. And, I mean, you've got to have respect for a guy like Dana White because even with COVID going on, he bought Fight Island. 
That have you seen the construction of that place? And that that is ha- that's where the fights will be this weekend. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it because that guy's commitment, being from Hamden, Maine, <laughs> uh, commitment to this industry is just awesome. Yeah. He bought a flipping island to give us entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can tell he cares a lot. He does. Yeah. He 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 truly gets it. Yeah. Like he gets. Yes, he's making money. Okay. But, but he's not making as much money because he's not selling out arenas. Mm-hmm. He's not selling out Madison Square Garden. And if anymore. you think about it, the yeah, he has a deal with ESPN and stuff, but ESPN is free. So when they put the prelims on or some fight nights and it's free, all the money that's coming in mm-hmm. is from the endorsements. Yeah. You know, it's they're not selling tickets. This guy gets it. Yeah. He gets it. I really appreciate it, too. And I think Fight Island's going to be such a cool place. I've talked about it before. I think it's going to be a hub for the UFC that, you know, will almost become exclusive to the like the big fights. Because you know there are going to be people who will pay big ticket money to go see those fights on some private island. They're obviously going to have big fights in cities so that more people can get access. They'll never leave Vegas totally. No, no. I mean, Christ, you'd be insane. But you know, I'm sure they'll be in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay. But no, I, I, I'm really excited about Fight Island. Have you seen the construction? Yes. Oh my God, it looks amazing it's, already. It looks fantastic. And I really like the uh, the way that they did it um, in the sense that they started with the medical facilities first. They have like three medical facilities. He he's not playing around. No, he's he's no. he's figuring this thing out. Yeah. You know, he's trying to work with this pandemic. Whatever you think about that. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out a way that he can still give make his product go. Yeah. Because he and doesn't, he, he doesn't he need to. Dana has more than enough money. No. He honestly, he's doing it for the fighters. Yeah. That's that them to him, them are the people that are getting hurt. Yeah. Because they they can't fight, and you know, let's not forget that's it's not like that has a long career. Mm-hmm. You know, you're usually not a UFC fighter for a long career. Yeah, you don't get so like as years go by. Time. You know, it just goes. It's just a year. You can't closer to retirement. Yeah, you know, and yeah. th- some of these guys get tired of getting punched in the face. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to hurt my pretty face. Yeah, right. I don't think right? anybody would want to hurt yeah. your face. That you know, because there's guys like um, that Sterling in the the bantamweight division. I can't remember his Aljamain first name. Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, guys like him. He he's on. He's hot right now, but you can't say that he's going to be hot for another year. Um, and I, you don't get guys like you said who lasts a long time, like Jorge Masvidal. You know, you don't get guys like him all the time. Nope. Coming from where he came from, too, street fighting, you can get fucked up at street fighting. Yep. Like really bad before you even get there. You um, know, biggest biggest name around here was Tim Bosch. Yeah. And he's pretty much done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he... He's from Lincolnville, right? Yep. Yeah. He headlined, you know, a couple of, of events. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to go see him when he fought up in Bangor. Yeah, you and Dylan went there. And uh, he, he had an upset victory, and I've never heard a place be so excited in my life. It was like, you know, when people say, you know, you blow the roof off the place... That's pretty much what happened. Like the hometown hero won the, the yeah because he fight. he was getting the shit kicked out of him yeah and he come around with just one right hook and planted this guy and just hopped on him mm-hmm. and that was it hammer fist and it was all over yeah and just being the hometown guy mm-hmm. who was the underdog yep 
you know, and him winning that, just people went bananas. Yeah. And kind of not to get off on a tangent, but, you know, you're talking about how the UFC, you know, gets it and does this and does it right. Even when we went up to Bangor, you know, uh, Dylan got his picture taken with Dana White. That's so cool. Because he's just walking around out there. Yeah. And Matt Hughes was there, Hall of Famer, Mm -hmm. you know, just sitting there in the crowd. And then we had, you know, some fighters that were just walking in the crowd after they fought. And they'd take pictures with you. No no question. No money exchange. Not like going to a WWE event where you're going to pay to get your picture taken with somebody. Yeah. You know, and these other things. It's just, it's not like that. Yeah. And it was just so cool that they just, they just kind of bring it to the fan. Yeah. And... That's awesome. Because that's who they're there for, you know. A lot of fighters are a lot of fighters are there, obviously for the love of fighting, but they're also there for you know the show, like you said. Yep. People like Conor McGregor, obviously McGregor's a big money guy, but you know they're just they're there for the fan because they know that they make the money. Yep. You know they, they, make they them sell make the pay per views. Yep, that's yeah, that's fact. That's it. No, but it's perfect though that you kind of segued into the UFC because I wanted to ask you really quickly because there are so many great fights on the card this weekend, but the big one for me that I that I covered a while back was the, the, the big one of the whole event was uh, Usman versus um, Ho- now Jorge Masvidal. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you know, but Gilbert Burns yep. is sick. They don't say that it's Corona, um, but, you know, being the smart man that Dana is, he just took him out. You know, right now you can't mess with that. Um, who who do you have? Who do you got? Uh, Usman. You got Usman? Yeah. I like Masvidal. I like the hype around him. I like his bad boy attitude. Yeah. But I think that Usman is a little too elusive, yeah. and he's going to take him to the deep waters. You think so? Yeah, and that's when he's going to tap. He's going to make him tap. Yeah, yeah. I, I think because um, I was just watching a video. I, I'm not going to say because whoever anything ever that I say that's going to win, or if I say a fighter's going to win, I said that Tony Ferguson was going to win. <laughs> I, you know, I, I pick wrong all the time. It ha- the opposite thing happens. Like uh, early early in the podcast, I said I hope Tom Brady stays with the New England Patriots, and he's not there. So I'm not going to pick anybody. But um, oh I no get, no no! You don't get off the hook like that. All right, I I'm gonna pick. I'm, I I like them both. I really do. Um, I would have picked uh, Usman if it was still Gilbert Burns because I wanted Gilbert Burns to win. I like him a lot. Um, I but I think I'm gonna pick Masvidal. I think, but but that's not because of like the opposite. I don't want that to happen. I think Masvidal. Um, he has said. I just saw in a video. Um, like, it was one of those hype videos, kind of like, you know, they it's them, like, in an interview, but they're talking shit about the other guy. And he basically was talking about how the way he had to um, take his career and turn it back around and make it last as long as he did is because he realized he had to start finishing people. You know what I mean? He had to start knocking people out, like Ben Askren, one of the m- most iconic knockouts in, ever now, you know? Sad, sad to see a fellow wrestler go, but, um, you know, the, the, the inventor of the funk. Um it was a crazy knockout. That that knockout, the knee to the face. So so, how's it going to end? The Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. I like I said, I want Jorge Masvidal to win. But if it's, I'm going to say either way. If it's Jorge Masvidal, I think he's going to knock him out. I say like third round. You know, like you said, I don't think he. I think he's trained so much to knock people out that he might not want to go into the deep water with Usman. And he knocked out Nate Diaz, didn't he? Or t- TKO. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, he, he's become an artist, you know, so he probably hasn't, he doesn't want to go deep. Um, I think he would knock him out, like, the third if he was if he were to knock him out. 
Um, but if it was Usman who wins, I, like I said, I want Masvidal to win. But if it was Usman, I think it would be like fourth round submission or maybe like, you know, you know, win by decision. You know, I don't think he's going to knock out Masvidal. I think he's just too... Masvidal's last two fights haven't gone that deep. No, and I think I think that's part of his, you know, training, is that he wants to start finishing guys. Or not start finishing guys, but he wants to stay that way because it sells more, it's more iconic, and, you know, it's just, it ends it faster. You know what I mean? It, pro- right. it prolongs your career if you spend the less time in the ring. That's why I think if, if Usman can get his shots in early. Yeah. And I mean his shots to get him to the get him to the mat. Yeah. If he can get his shots in early and tire him out, mm-hmm. he'll eat him alive. Because Usman will will pick you apart. Yeah. Once you get if you are not on your game. Yeah. You really got to be on top. If Masvidal sneaks one through there and catches him on the chin, Usman's chin really hasn't been tested a whole lot. Mm-mm. So we're gonna find out. Because I I do feel Masvidal will get a shot in there. Yeah. And we'll see if he can handle. It. If he can't. He's the baddest motherfucker on the yeah, planet. Yeah, dude, that's a bad... You know, you, you're not a bad motherfucker if you don't have the, the BMF belt given that's to you by, by The Rock. That's it. You know? Um, here's a question. Say Gilbert Burns is still in the in the main event. He beats know? Usman. You think so? I yes. think I think the momentum... I think handily. Was, I, yeah. I think the momentum was just off the charts. I think he was so strong. He's so good on the ground. I think he did knock him out. Yeah. He he's he's amazing on the ground, but you saw it against Tyron Woodley. He just ab- stood up with Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley ain't, ain't no joke. He he was a collegiate wrestler, so he's comfortable on the ground, but he's not a joke on standing up. And if you can sit there and dominate Tyron Woodley the way you did, yep, you know you really shouldn't have any issue with anybody. Um, but I I'm excited. Um, I'm kind of sad about the uh, the that Aldo got the um the title shot. For I think it's bantamweight, right? I can't. Yes. Yeah, I get them all fucked up. Because um, I I really like that Sterling guy, and he's like number two, I think, right behind um like or like with Jan and um, Aldo mixed in. But I think Sterling really should have gotten the title shot. But he he'll get it eventually if Dana's smart, which he is. He'll he'll give it to him. That's that's this is another good fight. I'm just looking at the card here. Yeah. Uh, now is uh. Alexander the Great Volkanovski yeah. versus Max Holloway. That's going to be a good one. You know, uh, there's three three belt fights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing. It's going to be a, a huge event. This is a great card. You got, and then you got Jessica Andres against Rose Numianas, mm-hmm. uh, Nami Yunus, and uh, they're they're amazing fighters. And they then really one of my one of my girls, Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, you got Amanda Rebus versus Paige. Paige, I break my arm all the time, Van Zandt. Dad, Dad has a has a crush on Paige Van Zandt. No, Felice Herrig. Oh, you. Felice Herrig. Sorry, but you but you you love Van Zandt. I do. No, I I I think she's a she's a pretty good fighter, but yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, Dad Dad, uh, he's very very protective of the Felice Herrig. Yeah, don't mess <laughs> with Felice Herrig. Um, I wanted to switch on to to our, our last sports topic, um, and it's it's a it'll be I don't know if it'll be kind of a quick one. Um, but I wanted to almost like pay homage to uh, to one of the greats to play the game, but to never win a ring. Um, sadly enough, is uh, Vince Carter. He retired last week. Um, I think it was last Monday. Um, he, I don't think he won a ring, did he? No, I don't think he did. Um, he might correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. Um, Vince Carter retired at 43 this past week. Um, just to kind of tell you a little bit about him, uh, Vince Carter played, uh, 1,500 games, 1,541, if you want to be exact. Um, yeah, he had zero, zero rings. 
um, which is too bad. You know, he's one of those guys that really deserves it. Um, yep. He averaged 16 points per game over his career, um, four rebounds per game over his career, three assists per game. Uh, he was 43.5% uh, field goal percentage, uh, 31.7 or 37.1 um, from three over his career, and then he was 79% from the free throw, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, because a lot of players, you know, ironically in, in the NBA, they like they're not good from the free throw line. Like LeBron's terrible. He's like, he he's like a career seventy-two or three yeah. percent, something like that. Um, and I this is something funny that I found is that uh, nicknames for for uh, Vince Carter over his career was uh, VC, uh, Vinsanity, Air Canada, um, <laughs> Half Man, Half Amazing, Spider Man, and Sunshine. Um, and Vince Carter in his career played for eight teams, and probably the most famous team that he played for was uh, the Raptors. Um, you know, he just had a long, long tenure there for six years. Um, he won the 2000 dunk contest with the probably the most famous dunk contest, maybe besides Jordan's half, uh, free throw line dunk um, with the the famous cookie jar dunk. Now, you know, he just kind of hung on to it. Yep. Um, do you have any? Because I, I Vince Carter in his prime, I would say I don't have a lot of memories because I was I didn't pay attention that much. Vince, yeah. Most of mine are with uh, uh, Toronto and the Nets. Yeah. When he went to the Nets, I mean he spent you know twelve years there between those two. Yeah. I think it was seven with Toronto and five with the Nets. I can just remember when he left Toronto, how sad they were. Yeah. They knew why he was leaving. Mm-hmm. What What was the reason at the time? It, they were terrible. Yeah, they just weren't good enough. They just, you know, and he was a great player. Yeah. And it happens a lot with great players. It comes that point in time for the franchise Yeah. to either use them to get something in return Yeah. before they get too old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you got to make that decision, and they made that decision. And he went on to have great years with the Nets. He, he was, he averaged 23 points with the, with Toronto over seven years, 23.4 is that what it is? I'm not sure. 23.4 in five seasons with the Nets, it was 23.6. Yep. So, I mean, he was the same player, basically. Yeah. High flyer, uh, high energy. Just entertaining. Yeah, he, he he helped change the game in a different way. Yeah. And he definitely made the dunk contest different. Yeah. He took it from the Jordan-Wilkins-Irving era into what it has vaulted into now which is just some insane yep. crazy stuff yeah because that guy he could throw it down yeah he could and he still can yeah like with effort with no effort yeah we see him yeah we uh i was gonna touch on that um so i've only been to one nba game myself um i had a hell of a time doing it with you guys you know i think you had a good time too it was yep. colder than hell outside but it was a really good time we watched um the celtics play the hawks um in the TD Garden. It was a hell of a time. I really, I love it. I wish I could go do it more. Um, but we, it was, it was insane because you could really tell that Vince was almost like bigger than basketball. You know, the second he stepped onto the court and he got checked in, everybody in the Celtics arena. Yep. And I feel like Boston is a place to where you can get some pretty stubborn people. You know, if you don't play for Boston. But they do respect history. That's what I mean. You know, it really takes a special player to get a place like Boston you know, to where there, you know, you can get some people who are like, if you don't play for Boston, then screw you, you know. But you know, to have a player like Vince Carter there with just the legacy that he has, I think that's for something really special. And if he, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer by you next year. Remember the, 
Remember when he did check in? They put that guy on the jumbotron that had the original uh, EA Sports game. Yeah, he was with on Vince Carter on it. Yeah. Was it, the, was it the first one or? I think it was like 2001. Something it was like something. That. Like, he was he that the crowd was ready for him to come into the game. Yeah. They were just ready. They wanted to see Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a good trade in for not seeing Trey Young that night. Yeah, we. Yeah, which was kind of bad. a downer, but you know, to see Vince Carter. Absolute Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. absolute pioneer of the game. There's just no question. Absolutely, and yeah. you know, you you got to see him late and late, late, late in his career. It was one of his last games. Yeah, it was because after Corona hit, he didn't yep. play another game, and he's not gonna. Yeah, so it's, we got um, to see him. Yeah, it's something special because me, I never got to see like I never got to see Kobe Bryant play. You know, right. I never got to see Chris Bosh or D Wade. I never got to see that because I never been to an NBA game. We just never either found the time or we just didn't have the, the money. Didn't have the money to do it. Yeah, because they're expensive. But, yeah. But, you know, they're they're definitely worth it, you know? Yep. I think if you, anybody out there listening, if you have a chance to go to a pro sporting event, you know, I went to, to th- I went to the TD Garden three times in three months. I went to two Bruins games and a Celtics game. I had a blast. Hell of a good single. time. It's, it's just great, you know? Um, and it's just, but seeing somebody like Vince Carter, you know, and it's one of those things that I had never experienced before is once you see those people, you're like, holy shit, you're real. Yeah. You know? Um, one of my favorite music artists is a rapper named Logic. I've listened to him since I was 11. And I went to his concert, and I remember so vividly, like, stopping and being like, this guy is, like, a real person. You know what I mean? And I think just... And Jason Tatum was the same way. And, Ke- and Kemba Walker, one of my favorite players. You know, yep. just seeing them, it's such an experience. And a player of Vince's magnitude... And the way that he changed the game, it's, you know, you can't really put it into words. You know, you, it's just so, like, it's, it, I don't even know how to say it. It's like spiritual it, almost, it was, you know? It was different in the fact of you don't, I guess, with these big guys out there, you don't realize how small the court is. Exactly, yeah. yeah so, you know, when you watch it on TV and you see these guys just driving down the middle lane or getting around this guy, it's it, it's pretty tight. Yeah. You know, they have some big guys with some big wingspan that are playing on the same size court you'll play on in high school. Yeah, it's so weird to think about, though, because they're you so know? big. Yeah, and they're fast. Mm-hmm. You know, they cover a lot of ground. They're smart basketball players. Yeah, watching Kemba and Jason Tatum cook some players that night, oh, my God. Yep. It's crazy. It's just like something, you know, just like otherworldly, you know. You don't see it. Not which, around here. Which they did win, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing I want to throw in there, just because – with local boys too. Yeah, you know you can see some really good stuff down with the Sea Dogs. Yeah, oh you yeah. know you can see some good stuff down with the, at, at, the Red with, Claws. Yeah, with the Red Claws and some good hockey that hopefully be back here within the next year or so. Yeah, and uh, you know you can see some you can see some guys. You know Mookie Betts was down there. Yeah, we, yeah, Portland, we saw him remember? play. Remember? Yeah, yeah. We, Before you know, he hit Boston, there's there's been a lot of guys that played down in for the Sea Dogs that. Are in the major leagues. Yeah, successful major uh, league baseball. Brock players. Holt, I think, played for him. And um, I know there was a couple girls that I went to school with, the York Twins, and they they would take pictures of Brock Holt all the time because they were like, you know, they knew he was going to be in the MLB. It's just cool, yep. you know, to be like, I saw Mookie Betts before he was Mookie Betts, you know, before he was on Sports the Red Illustrated. Claw, the Red Claws are the same way right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they they've got um, oh, who's the tall guy? There's a lot of them. The really tall guy. <laughs> oh, um, Taco. Yeah. Taco Fall. You know, and they've just got a lot of good young talent mm-hmm. that 
you know, it's too bad that they can't play this year. Yeah. But they would be, you know, at the top of the in, – in the discussion of championship for the league. Yeah. And there's going to be some good players come out of there. Yeah. Whether they end up on the Celtics or not, I don't know. But that doesn't matter. No. They're, they're going to go somewhere. As long as you can go down – you know, if you could have seen, I don't know, I don't know, seen a young Michael Jordan yeah. play here when he was really kind of a nobody. Yeah. And then he goes out to Chicago and has, you know, do you really care? No. If you got a picture with him yeah. back in the day? I got I got a picture with Ralph Sampson's grandson, you know? Yeah. He's an older player, but and I don't think his grandson did much, like, after that, but still. What do you mean he's an older player? He was playing when I was in my yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, it, it's just cool, you know, the connections that are there. And it's, it's right here in Maine. Right. Taco Fall hit national news because he was 7'7". Yep. You know, and he's playing in Portland. It's just, it's crazy stuff how, how local it can be. Um, right now, I to kind of wrap up basketball, because there's not a ton going on right now in basketball, other than like every day, oh, this player was found with Corona, this player was found with Corona. Yeah. Which, I, um, I read something really, or I saw something really cool. It wasn't Kendrick Perkins. I don't know why he was the first player that popped in my mind, but there was a player who um, is at the resort in Orlando, that the NBA paid $150 million for them to rent for, like, three months, um, is they have these rings. They're called, like, smart rings that they have the players wear, and there's, like, tech built into them that predicts coronavirus symptoms, and it's, like, 90% accurate. I have no idea how the technology works. You'd have to... It's on the NBA Instagram. They had something... They had, like, an article about it. It's, like, the coolest shit ever. Okay? Um... But right now, if everybody stays healthy and they don't pull like a, a Nikola Jokic, um, who who are your top three teams right now to to win? To win it all? Yep. And well, don't forget the Lakers out of J.R. Smith. Yeah, no, the Lakers, Lakers got to be got to be considered. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then I think it's Milwaukee, and I do think it's the Celtics. You think so? Yeah. Above the Clippers? Uh, yep. And the other team that you know, if you're gonna throw them in there and talk about them, you got to talk about the Sixers. Yep. Because they're going to be healthy. Yeah, they are. You know, so it it's all who this is all going to happen pretty quick. Yeah, it's going to be like really fast. So it's all going to be who can catch rhythm yeah. right now. So it, it's hard to tell. Yeah. You know, will Milwaukee do that? I don't know. Yeah. You know, was it Milwaukee's? Giannis didn't play basketball for like two months. Was it Milwaukee's? You know, east Eastern Division to lose probably. Yeah. What happened now? I don't know. Yeah, I um, I don't really. My, my three teams are kind of similar. I I have like the 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 Celtics tied with the Clippers. I think though they're just so evenly matched yep. teams. I think the Celtics have all the the teamwork and they don't like Jason Tatum's an All Star. So is Kem, Kemba, excuse me, and you know Jalen Brown's no joke and Gabe Gordon Hayward. But you know the the Clippers they got. Uh, Kawhi, they got Paul George, they got um, Patrick Beverly. You know, they got a great team. I put them really neck and neck, but I feel like the Lakers and the Bucks, they're, it's their their divisions to lose, their conferences to lose, you know what I mean? Just like you would say with the Bucks. I think the Lakers are so dominant right now that um, that it's their, like I said, it's their conference to lose. So a team that I want to watch very carefully, who I don't think will make it um, that deep, but um, that looked like they were going to sneak right in, and I hope they still do, is uh, New Orleans. You know, Brandon Ingram Brandon Ingram was hitting his stride. Lonzo Ball isn't a great scorer, but he's a phenomenal passer. 
and Zion was just you know finding his 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 way around the the paint. You know, I think I think they could sneak right in. I don't know if they'll go deep, but I think with this whole play-in tournament shit and the whole round robin system, that I make no sense to me. I think that they could they could sneak right in. I don't know if they'll go far, but they could sneak right in. Maybe I don't. Yeah. I like to watch them because they are young, yeah, and they're still kind of figuring themselves out. Yeah. They're fun to watch, but I think they're going to be great in a couple of years. If they sneak in, that's all they're going to do is sneak in. Yeah, they're not going to go far. They'll be in and out. Yeah. Um, just kind of checking this out. Have you seen D Wade's new hair? Oh my god! That, that's yeah. like. Yeah. Hey, D. Wade's got some hair, man. Yeah. He's got some for, flames. For those of you listening, uh, Dwayne Wade, the, the Heat legend. Um, and Mick Cavalier legend, too. Yeah. He was on there for, like, what, three games? Um, three games. But he uh, he got a he got a new hairstyle. He's always had fun with his hair, but he got a new hairstyle where he got, like, flame like, decals like that you would see in a car. He got that on the back of his head. Like the Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Dad, I think we're pretty much wrapped up here, sports-wise. Um, Don't did, tell me what to do. You better, you better get out of my <laughs> show, pal, now. Um, there is one question that um, I did want to um, pick up, because that, that whole uh, eSports podcast that I told you about um, is I wanted to steal two things from him. I didn't want to steal, but I wanted to take. Is I asked you who you were today, um, like he does with everybody at the beginning of his podcast, but I wanted to also ask you a question that he asked everybody at the end is what is next for Dan? What What is in the works for Dan? You know, Do you have any big plans on the way? Do you have any trips that you want to share that you're excited about? Anything that you have in the works right now? I just want to get out of the state of Maine for, I don't know, a couple hours. <laughs> but is there is there anything that you, know, you want to share? Maybe anything that you're excited about? Any upcoming seasons or something? Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited with... Um, your future yeah you know and where that takes you and where that's going to take us yeah that'll be pretty cool um you know have a couple of great granddaughters i'm um, gonna watch them grow up and uh i'm just gonna take a back seat and watch the family yeah, do you're their gonna, thing you're gonna watch now it's kind of like me and joe we've kind of put the tools out there for everybody to use yeah and we're just going to watch them use them. Yeah. And see where they go and what they do. Yeah. You know, that's that that's our time of life now. Yeah. Are you, are you excited? Yeah. 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 Um, excited and nervous all in the same breath. Yeah, you don't want you don't want like something bad to happen, nope. but you also No, nope, that's a parent, always a parent. Yeah. Once a parent, always a parent. I'm excited to uh uh you know, see where Elias Miller ends up because <laughs> he's kind of he's you know he's you know we got a we got we got a bromance there yeah me and Eli you know for those of you who don't know you know Eli and I are tight and uh, you know I'm Dan the man and he's just Elias Eli um, for anybody listening is a good friend of ours I, I met him um, my senior year I would say the summer and in going into my senior year. Um, we went to school together, we played football together, we wrestled, everything. And Eli, Eli really connected with Dan, um, or my dad. You know, I don't know what to do to address you, but, um, you know, Eli really, really resonated with Dad. He, uh, he coined the name Dan the Man, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, anything. He had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> um, and that's, that's somebody I want to get on here. I think that'd be a hell of a time. That would be. Yeah. Because he can talk about so many things. That kid could talk forever. 
You can talk about sports. You can talk about politics. You can talk about anything. Yeah, this isn't a political show. No, it's not a political show. But you know, it's it's whatever. It's it's my show. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> no, I um I do like to keep it sports oriented. But we like even with Chris last week. You know, I like to keep it. I like to let people talk about the things they want to talk about. But I also like to touch on the sports. You know, we're figuring out as we go. Because <laughs> uh, I, I I was talking. Like, episodes before, I was talking about, like, you know, oh, I want to do this format, but now it's, like, not that way, you know? But I, uh, I, I want to I want to thank you for having me on. Yeah, and I thank you I for hope coming. I, can, I hope I can become a regular uh, partner in this. Uh, after and, this, man? I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm only a phone call away in a, in a, in a short drive. You, you're, you're down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, Dad, thank you so much. It's, um... Yeah, I was really struggling this past week to put an episode together myself, and I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll have Dad on, you know? I know you wanted to come on, and, you know, I wanted to have you on, but I wasn't really sure when Are Dad. Are you trying to say I'm better than nothing? No, 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you will be back in, um, in later episodes, though, for sure, um, hopefully in many times. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys really enjoyed me talking to this man who I, I call father. Um, and I hope that I will see you guys soon. It'll probably be either next week or the week after that, and I will see you guys on the flip side.